0: Good afternoon, sports fans. Welcome to the second episode of Mountain Talk. I'm your host, George Beaker. And this episode, we're diving into my approach to training for the mountains and for rock climbing. I term this the Integral Approach to Mountain Athletics. Um, And that's, you know, the title's neither here nor there, but it gives you an idea of This approach is integral. Uh, It's holistic. In essence, I try to leave nothing of the individual out. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of my philosophy on training, I'd like to start this episode off with a poem. Um, I feel as though I'm in a transitional point of my life, as well as... Um, We are now in a transition of seasons, so many people may be feeling scattered or discombobulated. Traditionally, from winter to summer, most people, the spring season, most people are excited. The sun's coming out, uh, the birds are chirping, the flowers are blooming. And as I sit here in Bellingham, Washington, it's hard to not notice the loveliness of the world. Um, Just as it is. But... I am in a transitional sense of my life, um, because of recent events. I don't know if you've listened to the last episode, but I mentioned there that I lost my parents this spring, both my mother and father, um, and since then, it's probably only been, I guess it's only been eight weeks or something like that. I feel a bit more scattered in my mind, a bit more chaotic, um, also a little bit lethargic. My training has kind of fallen off the bandwagon a little bit, which is natural. But I found this poem that I wrote years ago, and it was a nice reminder to me that, although no no matter what happens, something will, there's an ease to life if we just sit back, breathe, and notice. Things will keep coming, and things will keep going. And no matter what, we have all that is and all that ever will be. I could go a lot deeper down this rabbit hole of um, Eastern spirituality and the clash with Western thought, but we'll leave that for another episode. Um, So here is The Way. All at once I found myself on the banks of a mountain stream, a vision, a clarity of mind that had rarely been seen before. The ripples, the waves, the tumultuous, unrelenting flow of the water, of its way. My eyes enchanted by a falling leaf, a dance, a swaying this way and that, no presumptions, no destination. I watched that leaf for a while, watched it fall to the water, not a care in the world. I watched the stream, both carried on their way, neither pushing nor following, trapped nor free. I knew in that moment my course was no different, and that it never could be. To me, there's a calmness in that understanding that there's no other way that things could be. And the only thing left to do is just breathe, pick up the ball and keep going. And so now as I sit here in Bellingham, Washington at a lovely friend's house, uh, I'm preparing for my summer season in the Cascades. Um, Just came from Fayetteville, Arkansas, and in... Five days, I think I fly up to Alaska for the American Alpine Institute to prepare their Denali expedition programming. So get all the food ready, um, all the gear, get the Airbnb, all that kind of stuff so that our five expeditions can launch out of (coughs) Anchorage. And then directly after that, 10 days later, I come back and I start teaching course after course here in the North Cascades. Um, And... Directly after that, um, May 24th, I fly back to Alaska to lead my first expedition on Denali. And I don't say that in the sense that this is my first expedition on Denali. This will be my fifth expedition on Denali. But this will be the first time where I am in the lead guide role. And for a little bit of background before we dive into training philosophy here, Um, The way that the American Alpine Institute runs their programs in Alaska, their expeditions on Denali, we have three guides on the mountain at a full trip and nine clients. So the ratio is three clients to one guide and the guides there are hierarchical, right? There's a lead guide, an assistant guide, and uh, an assistance guide or a second assistant and third assistant, right? And I've been third assistant, I've been second assistant, and now for the first time, I will be a lead, which is super exciting um, and a little bit stressful, of course, because you're in charge of, you know, everybody and a lot of money and all that stuff. But I say all that just to say that (laughs) I am transitioning hard from taking care of my mom and now just diving right into the summer season, so... I'll try to produce as many of these podcasts as I can. Uh, If you are a Patreon subscriber, I thank you. Um, That helps me fund this creative project. And I'll be sending a lot more out to the subscribers as well. And one last piece of housekeeping before we dive in. Of course, um, this podcast will always remain ad-free and free to everyone. But if you can afford to buy a cup of coffee a day or something like that, think of Subscribing to the Patreon for as little as $5 a month, and you'll get access to all that and more. Now, let's dive in. An integral approach to mountain athletics. This essay was originally published to my Patreons, or my Patreon subscribers, on January 15th. Over the past few weeks, I have thought to myself over and over again what would be the best way to start our conversation, our mountain talk? There are so many avenues to delve into, so many training habits or technical skills, what we eat, what we don't, how many seconds to hang on a board with so much weight, do I do max hangs, how about repeaters? In essence, the conversation is overwhelming. It's muddled. In every way that we try to improve, we will naturally silo something else. We will leave something integral behind. Words like training specificity come to mind. Do X and you'll climb Y. All of this talk, this specialization, is of course necessary for improvement. If it wasn't for endurance coaches, we wouldn't know what we do about the aerobic base and how to build it. Without strength coaches, we wouldn't have the ability to devise ways to build power or strength. We also only have so many hours in a day, so much capacity to train, and so much time in our lives to devote to something as esoteric as training or climbing. I say all this to preface our endeavor— there are no shortcuts here in this path, only deeper rabbit holes to discover. All aspects of your person are integral to the pursuit of mountain athletics. And this, as you might have guessed, is where we will start. Now, I'll pause here and reiterate that. All aspects of your person are integral to the pursuit of mountain athletics. This, I think, is unique a unique approach because I intend to take the entire person, um, And just for definition's sake, my term mountain athletics here is used for mm, trail running, ultra running, skiing, rock climbing, ice climbing, alpine climbing, all of the avenues of the outdoor person. It could even be a catch-all depending on your thoughts for fitness and training in general. My specialty is in mountain climbing, so I call it mountain athletics. To follow me down this new, integral approach, there are a couple of premises that I must now postulate. 1. All endeavors, objectives, goals, or routes, exist within their own context. Knowledge of said context, the desired goal or objective, will illuminate which area or areas of specialization or improvement are required for success. Number 2. All aspects of the individual, there are eight that I will get into below, impact all others both ecologically as well as hierarchically three the order of hierarchy or ecology depends entirely on the context of the situation in which we are training for four improvements cannot be made across all spectrums at the same time specialization is required and finally five Each individual is unique. Although most training protocols are generalized, it is essential to understand that each person has their own genetics, intersectionalities, likes, dislikes, skills, and abilities. Let's speak for just a moment on each of the eight spheres of specialization for which I have devised, or for which we can improve, and which all mountain endeavors, bouldering, alpinism, trail running, etc., rely to some degree or another on. Here are the eight categories. Mind, strength, power, mountain sense, technical systems, sport specific skill, sport specific fitness, and aerobic base or capacity. Let's now dive into each of these categories for a little idea as to what they are and entail. This is by no means an exhaustive list of examples, but enough for you to get an idea of what it means and understand a few specialties, for which I will leave to the end. These, again, are not listed in order of importance, but rather arbitrarily. Importance is determined by the context of the endeavor of the needs of the individuals. For example, the list of these specializations are not in order of their importance. How important they are is in respect to what the individual is training for and what the individual's weaknesses are. One, technical systems. Technical systems are the knowledge about the system in which the Particular sport or activity exists, many times known as hard skills. The ability to build an anchor, perform a burial rescue in an avalanche, or repair a ski binding in the field may all be examples of technical systems. Mountain sense. The understanding of the mountain environment, its complexities, and the ability to navigate within the said environment without the aid of technology. To push ahead in a certain situation, to turn around. This encompasses the entirety of the context in which technical systems are applied. Strength. The total capacity to overcome resistance. Think more generally in the sense of, say, a one rep max. One could also be thought as of the ceiling to which you could not produce more effort. I also like to think of strength as the maximum amount of weight or mass that can be moved. Power. The ability to produce force over time, or the ability to overcome resistance but in the shortest amount of time possible. The quicker the movement, the higher the power. So, think instead of strength, how much mass can you move think how quickly can that mass move right sport specific skill knowledge acquired and or required by the sport referring to skill versus physicality for example cramponing on 40 degree ice heel or toe hooking in bouldering or the act of skinning these sport specific skills rely in the endeavor to which we are climbing or to which we are um, navigating but don't rely on strength or power. Sport-specific fitness. The ability to produce strength, force, or output specific to the endeavor. Um, for instance, 7 millimeter hangs in bouldering. Number 7 on the list, uh, aerobic fitness. The cardiac aerobic capacity of the central system. How much time one is able to produce continued work for. And the ability to recover under stress. Overall ability to move in any discipline without redlining the cardiac system. And finally, eight, mind. In its simplest form, the ability to maintain focus or remain undistracted. Here, there is endless complexity in this area that we will delve into at a later date. Now that we have a general idea of the categories of specialization in mountain athletics, let me emphasize some areas that are slightly unique or at least seem to be as of now. In this essay, I asterisk both mind and aerobic fitness because they are in a sense somewhat more hierarchical than all other areas, meaning that they impact every other area more directly and to some extent more entirely than any of the other six. And here I have a diagram, but if you think of a cone or a conical shape, like a 3D, maybe like a party hat, a cone hat. I would imagine both mind and aerobic fitness as the widest, lowest base, right? All other sport specificities or all other disciplines rely on those bases to have the most positive impact. Okay, back to the essay. To put it another way, no matter the endeavor, goal, or objective, the context to which they occur relies on the ability of your heart and lungs to deliver oxygen to the muscles being used and for your mind to be able to think, perform, and execute the action. Now just as I postulated earlier, the the degree to which the mind or the aerobic capacity is quote-unquote needed for each application, think goal, objective, anything like that, will vary greatly depending on the activity. In that sense, they are not unique to the areas of specialization. Meaning if you're lacking in one category or the other, you'll need to focus on it. But what is unique is the direct link and influence of aerobic capacity or aerobic fitness and mind to all other areas. And if true, should remain a constant area of improvement focus regardless of training goal. Now let me say that again. Regardless of training goal, I believe that aerobic capacity or aerobic fitness and the mind should be trained throughout. Again, I believe that pretty much universally as the complexity and difficulty of the mountain endeavor increases, the benefits of training both aerobic capacity or aerobic fitness and mind will benefit the athlete. Why? Because aerobic capacity and mind as a whole produce more influence on all other areas of focus than vice versa. That being said, I want to stop there before we get too far down any one rabbit hole and come back to the overarching idea presented here. And just as a reminder, right, this is a catch-all for the following podcasts and episodes that we talk about specificities. Creation of Mountain Talk, this is referring to the essay, is that there is an integral approach, a way of understanding where we are now and where we need to be based on eight areas of focus. Mind, strength, power, aerobic fitness, mountain sense, technical skills, and sport-specific skills and fitness. Understanding this framework in its basic sense is the first step in designing any type of programming for yourself or for others. A holistic approach to mountain athletics that gives a more detailed picture of the athlete-slash-objectives, dynamic, and all the nuances that come from it. It is here that we will stop for now. This idea, like any other, can and will change over time as we gain more insights into the nature of our endeavors and the ideas behind it. Here's some takeaways. The integral approach to mountain athletics involves eight main categories of specialization. It is necessary to understand both the individual and the goal in terms of these categories before designing a training plan. Mind and aerobic capacity are unique and should be trained or maintained inevitably. Each newsletter or post from Mountain Talk will focus on one or more of these categories. And that will remain true for this podcast. Now, what does that all mean? Well, for me, it lets me understand that there are specific areas of focus that we can improve ourselves in, right? I said that there's eight of them. Many people might disregard on the nuances of that, uh, add some, subtract some, put some together, for instance, strength and power. But looking at the athlete, yourself or someone else, in regards to this diagram of eight different spheres will give you a good idea of where you need to focus, right? And, and not to a lesser degree at all, you need to understand where you want to go. What are the things you want to climb? What are the objectives that you have? How is it that I want to improve myself? If you haven't thought of this question yet, Um, I implore you to do so. If you have no desire, I think you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. If you are training at a higher caliber, if you're performing at a high level in whatever your discipline is, I would suggest you reach out and ask specific questions so I can get detailed into each one of these disciplines or spheres, um, which I will in future podcasts, just like I said. And for those of you who have never done a structured training program or really structured self-improvement, I think the easiest takeaway here is to focus on the bottom two. Focus on your mind and focus on the aerobic capacity or base. The simplest ways that I can give you advice in focusing on aerobic capacity or your mind is um, start running, get on a bicycle, get on a treadmill. Um, I typically recommend, no matter where you're starting out, three to four exercises a week for cardio, and that would be, let's say, two 30-minute exercises a week and two 45-minute exercises a week at a reasonably easy pace, Um, let's say conversational or a little bit higher. You can be walking, you can be jogging, you can be bicycling, you can do whatever it is um, and do that for about a month, and then By that time, hopefully, I'll have another podcast um, to discuss aerobic capacity or base building. Now, for the mind, there are plenty of opportunities out there. There's apps, Headspace, um, I think Calm is one. I use Waking Up. Um, It's an app developed by Sam Harris, and it has an introductory course of about 30 days, and you spend no more than 10 minutes a day. And... With that, you may ask yourself, or you may be saying yourself, like, George, 10 minutes a day isn't going to do anything. 30 minutes, three or four times a week, isn't going to do anything. And to that, I would say you're wrong. You see, the key here is behavior modification. If we can trick ourselves into changing our behaviors so that we do X every single day or every other day, it will become natural it'll become a part of our lives, and it'll become sustainable. And through this process, we'll overlay more and more intricacies into this behavior modification, be it more training, more presence, or more focus, because it's all about baby steps. If I didn't believe in baby steps or the power of behavior modification to have lasting impacts in the wellness of our lives, I definitely wouldn't have started a coaching company with my friend Scott called Summation Athletics. It's legitimately in the name. And a huge background and influence as to how I've developed this mountain athletic integral philosophy. So, reach out to me with any questions you might have. If you're a pro or you're just starting out. I look forward to continuing our conversation here at Mountain Talk. And Lastly, if you want to skip the whole DIY, do-it-yourself style, um, self-improvement, Summation Athletics has pre-made programs uh, about eight weeks long. They start at $79. The Alpine Fitness one is a great choice. Um, We also have custom programming, so we can build it around your schedule, and one-to-one coaching, uh, where we coach you every week, day in, day out, for making you the best person you can be. And then as well, my personal Patreon has a mentorship tier. I think it's $100 a month. And we focus on hard skill development, uh, technical skills, the mind, things like that. Um, So check that out if you're interested. And until next time, George, over and out. Thanks for listening.